0: Hey, welcome to Band Advice TV. I hope, uh, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, I am your co-host, Mark Allen V. And,
1: and I'm you Matt are... Mason. How
0: y'all doing? Hey, Matt. How you doing? Man, it's been a long time.
1: What a crazy <laughs> world we're living it, in now.
0: It, it, yeah, there's no kidding. I just, wow is about all I can say. So, we were here just a couple of weeks ago, what, three weeks, four weeks ago, talking with Scott Evans. And you yeah. guys were you guys were shooting the breeze about, you know, your, your strategy when you're, you know, you're at your gigs, you got your CD table set up and it's kind of the honor system and all that kind of stuff. And how you find that, you know, having that physical CD to sell at the gigs is really the way to go. Boy, that's off the table now. Holy cow. Man. Three man. weeks and the entire world has changed. I, I tell you, man, the music industry, I don't think has seen an upheaval like this since probably Napster and the invention of the MP3, you know, it was just insane and, uh, oh, geez, no more gigging. How do you, what do you do? Cause I know you're a gigging musician, man. What do you do?
1: I, I mean, it's terrible, man. I'm just like, you know, I lost a bunch of work, uh, in March, of course, uh, session work and gigs in around Austin when they canceled South by, I was kind of getting a little scared then. Right. I was like, Oh no. Okay. So I lost out on that. Um, we went ahead and played uh, on St. Patrick's Day, which was, I thought, kind of against my better judgment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you know it was like uh, the first time I've was uh, played played at this place. Took me seven years to get this gig. <laughs> oh man. So the first time we're supposed to play is, you know, state of emergency, national pandemic, you know, and I'm like,
0: wow, it sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? Uh, I think we ran into that
1: 9/11, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I think about that all the time. I'm like, we should have canceled. We should have canceled because, Uh, you know, and and so I had a talk with the, you know, the owner of this establishment, and I was like. I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, this is kind of serious. Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it didn't. Nobody really knows, but it's better to err on the side of caution, I'd say. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we went ahead and did it. I didn't want to do it, but I knew it might be my last money for a while. Right. Right. And so, uh, you know, thankfully the red dirt musicians relief fund, they immediately put out $50,000 for everybody. That's great. Yeah, and then I think, uh, um, oh, what's the big philanthropist in Tulsa? Um, they they matched it. I think so. They've given they've given away about a hundred thousand dollars. You know, so wow, about okay. three hundred of it. So everybody got two fifty right off the bat, which really helped. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do, man. I mean, sure, I had two gigs that following week in austin plus the session work which i thought all right i can pay my phone bill and get a good head of heads up on the mortgage with that poof it's gone
0: <laughs> oh, man. yeah
1: i'm like geez so they really came through in a big way you know that's that's such a great organization they just you know they just help us whenever whenever we need it you know it's great and, you know they well, you get back to cons- them. Too to- because you, uh, you go out
0: there – you go you give back to them too, don't you? You go out there and do a lot of live performances and stuff to help them.
1: Out. Oh, yeah. Well, see, they have a couple of different big festivals every year. And so I usually play uh, one of those at least. And then, you know, they have this, like, giving Tuesday around Thanksgiving where everybody, you know, gets online and does a 30 minutes or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. they employ – try to – uh, get people to donate to the Red Dirt Musicians Relief Fund through that, okay. you know. So, I, I'm always trying to – I told them, I was like, hey, whenever you need me, want me, whatever, I, I'm down with it. You guys do a great thing. It's just like an angel, you know.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> come well, come to right rescue.
0: Because you had to kind of tap them before, too, when you had that big accident and busted up your leg and all that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, they helped me then. They helped me when I uh, got burnt. Oh, that's Right. Uh, right they they sent they sent ace's girlfriend some money when he passed you know they've been very 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 kind to me and my boys you know
0: that's nice it's great and so yeah, musicians to, sticking together
1: yeah i just try to do everything i can to help out you know awesome it, it's just like you know when you're out there on the gig economy it's just you know like the bartenders and the wait staff and the beer truck driver i mean god dang this is just affecting everybody man oh
0: sure sure yeah it's got this huge trickle down because it's not just the the bar itself or not just the musician it's it's everything from even the guy that's uh comes in to mop the floors you know it's like
1: yeah yeah it's it's, insane i'm kind of worried about what could happen you know everybody's been pretty okay so far but you know some people get in there and I see how they act when there's one more Snickers bar and there's 10 mm. inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could just get Did you get stock worse.
0: up on your toilet paper?
1: I mean, I well, you know, living toilet. out here, I always try to keep supplies like that sort of stocked up, you know? Sure, sure. Basically like, you know, the idea of, hey, you know – um, just keep a little supply of soap on hand, and bleach, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. toilet paper, and you know, just anything that you think that you might run out of. And I mean, there's been times out here I've been snowed in for, you know, ten days or whatever.
0: Wow. Okay. So
1: you know, I kind of try to watch stuff like that and make sure I've I've always got something on hand. You know.
0: Sure. Sure. Hey, but Even so, I went a good boy, for scout, good measure. Be prepared.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's right, man. That's exactly. true, you know. Even so, I think I went like, oh, I went that Thursday night before, like when things were really getting crazy. I went and met this guy and sold a guitar to him. Then I went and bought a couple <laughs> couple packs of toilet paper.
0: There you go. <laughs> a
1: few things, you know. So I've been doing okay, but still, it's just like, when am I going to be able to get back to making some money? That's that's the bad, the bad part about it.
0: Man, that's uh... – <sighs> I can't even imagine. It's like your lifeline's somebody cut off. And I know a lot of a lot of your contemporaries are out there right now doing live shows, you know. Uh, Brandon Clark, who used to always play down at um Mercury Lounge, had a Sunday service there, has now gone online with that, with the uh, social yeah. distancing. <clears throat> Tickle in the throat. I'm okay, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, but he's he's got the the PayPal and all that stuff set up and people are sending him tips and stuff. So and uh I'm, I'm seeing more and more musicians doing that, especially the ones that are, are the gig musicians and stuff. So, I mean, I think that's, that's great for now, but is it sustainable? I, I don't know. I, you're going to try that this week, aren't you,
1: man? I mean, I put that one video up there yesterday and you know, I got, I got a few people that threw in, you know, and I, and I was real, you know, I was real calm about it. You know, it wasn't like, you know, the cyber begging thing is tricky yeah yeah and it's not begging it's like look <laughs> my life has now changed to this is the way i can interact with people and, and communicate with people and provide them some enjoyment with music and now it's like it's relegated to a, a, <laughs> a dang phone screen how old in their hand you know
0: yeah you know but you and i are from the generation where we worked hard to earn on money and, and nowadays like you said the cyber begging everybody you know, they stub their toe and they got a GoFundMe account set up, and, yeah. and people chip into it. It's like I don't understand that mentality. Oh, I'm so sorry that you got yourself in fifty thousand dollars of credit card debt, but why is it my responsibility to? It, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just well, it's like I'm the, you the know, kind I'm of person. It's like you know, I, I work, I work hard, and I don't ask for handouts unless you know I really need it, and then I'll do my damnedest to uh, to get it paid back or at least make it right. You know.
1: Sure. Sure. I'm, you know, I'm the same way. I've been working at this for a long time, you know, and Mm -hmm. I feel like, well, I mean, people, they know, they're kind of getting a little bit more of a a picture about what it's like to be, you know, a professional musician or uh, somebody that's relying on the gig economy, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, I think that, you know, that's cool in a way, but in the other way, you know, I, I got the practice pa in here all strung up the other day again and and i put on some music through these two eighteens and a horn i've got and it's just like there's just no excuse there's no no substitute for music coming through speakers like that you know sitting here right. on my phone holding this is like okay but there's nothing like the real thing you know
0: sure sure maybe a long time before uh, we see that again though Man, so I just got to think
1: a lot of these places aren't going to open up. I mean, no. they're just not going to yeah. open back up.
0: I think a lot of people, once they get used to the stay-at-home and the fact that they'll find their entertainment and they can things can be delivered to them, I think you're going to see a whole generation of hermits. I mean, we already got that. You know, the younger generation now, they just stay at home and look at their phones anyway. Now we're giving them an excuse to do it.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but – uh yeah, but the entertainment, man—it's—it's it's all going online, and you know we've kind of seen it coming, but this is really, this is really making it real now. It's and uh,
1: yeah, this is like George yeah. Jensen type stuff, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly, and uh, you know, shoot, twenty years ago, wow, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technology. <laughs> I have headphones <laughs> in and I'm, I'm not cutting that out either. I'm leaving that in there because this, this is what our world is these days. It's all of us tooling around trying to get this technology to work. And like I was just saying, 20 years ago, the idea of even having video conferencing or you know, a video phone was so foreign. And now it's common And that Garth Brooks and, and, and his wife, Trish Yearwood, they just did this whole concert online and now they got a CBS special coming out of it and they're going to raise a lot of money doing that, which is awesome, but yeah, this is. Is, this is the world that we, uh, it's, and it's content, content, content. It's what you and I have been preaching about this whole last year. It's like generating content. So let me ask you this. You know, when we left off last, you, you're kind of of the opinion too. It's like, you know, I, I, I like to put out that CD. I want to go ahead and you know, get it pressed and have something in their hands where I was kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you should just put out a song or two every month. What are you looking at now? Where do you stand on that now?
1: Well, I think that, like, you know, CD is cheap enough still that, like, for the super fan, they may have a 2008 Dodge Dakota that has a CD player in it. Maybe. You know? I mean, if they're 48 years old, chances are good they might be interested in a CD. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, like in the old days, I mean, when I first started pressing CDs, I mean, it was like you had to get 500 or 1,000 of them. Right. You know, the 1,000 was like half the price of the 500.
0: Sure.
1: You know, the 500 CDs might have been $1,000, but – a thousand CDs was a thousand
0: dollars. Exactly. Too, you know? It wasn't a whole lot of difference between the 500 and a thousand. So it's more cost effective yeah. to go with the and thousand. And
1: so now it's like, okay, that last record that I did, I got a uh, hundred of them printed up for $120. Mm-hmm. You know, shipped, shipped here to me. Um, but I still think it's just a combination of like physical product and online access and ease of access.
0: Right, right. And they don't
1: necessarily need to own any of it. Like a lot of them, I don't think they really, that's not in their psyche of somebody who's 30 and under. They don't feel like they have to own any of it. As long as they can access it, that's Mm -hmm. good enough for them. Right. And so the, the trick is trying to figure out, well, how do we get them to access this? And how do we get them to compensate us for this, you know?
0: Well, that's true. And especially when you've got, uh, you know, the big companies, they're, they're still not playing nicely with the streaming royalties. And, you know, now that we, we have this next set of royalties with, with the sound exchange and it's actually collecting performance royalties for the recording artists, which we've never had that before, mm-hmm. we're still not getting a whole lot of royalties. I mean, good day, half a penny on Spotify. Now, when we went to the, the CD baby thing though, they said that the, royalty rate was supposed to jump up
1: i haven't seen it it. hasn't i read somewhere where those majors are getting like a million streams an hour
0: oh it's insane because they they're they're tapping all the markets of course you got pandora you got spotify and all those apple music and then you got the youtube channels you know they go in there and they're very protective about the youtube channels that's what the whole vivo thing was about that was put together by so Warner Brothers and a couple of record companies got together and says, we're going to create this, this, this powerhouse around YouTube videos. And we're going to get all of our stuff together. And we're all, it's, you know, they just did this conglomerate YouTube channel kind of situation. And So yeah, it's just, they're constantly getting, and it's a numbers game. If you're getting a million streams an hour, that half a penny goes a long way then. When you're getting a, a couple streams a day,
1: man, it hurts. Well, like I said, man, I looked at my royalty statement when, I, when we went down there, and it was 60-some right. pages long, and my total account balance was 18 cents.
0: That's insane.
1: This, and, you know, the 60 pages was line by line of, you know, Apple Music, iTunes Europe, you know, and there were streams, there was plays, uh-huh. there was all uh-huh. kinds of stuff in there, but the whole balance was 18 cents. That's why I hadn't gotten any kind of, you know, uh, disbursement from them in quite a while. Because I got to bet to where it's like when it gets up to $20, they -hmm. send me a, a, you know, deposit to my bank. Well, I kind of wondered and I looked and I was like, why is this only 18 cents? There's 60 pages worth of of royalty statement here. Well, I guess it's like the CD or the album, the the recorded music is just kind of like your expensive business card anymore, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And now that the live thing has been taken away, even the big guys are having trouble. Right. right. They're like, hey, here's a limited edition line of merch to keep my uh, crew working. We were supposed to be in Europe right now. And, you know, if you're any kind of size nationally known act, you've got, let's say you've got 30 people traveling with you, doing sound, doing the rigging, doing the wardrobe, doing the teching, doing the, promotion, all that stuff. Those people are out of work, too, you know?
0: Well, you know, (coughs) we were talking about that. Oh, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. It just kind of cut the legs out of just everything in the music industry. It's like, well, how do you make money at it now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you and Scott were talking – no, I'm sorry. uh, You and Jeff were talking about that when he was over here doing that podcast for Weird Tulsa Music. Uh, You know, you're talking about Dick Dale and how – I mean, how old is he? And he was still out there doing it.
1: Oh, he was like, yeah. I think, probably up in his 70s when he passed, and he was and, touring till weeks before he died.
0: Yeah, and you, you said that he had to. It, he had just, that's just his life, and he had to, and that's the way he made his money. He wasn't selling records. He was like, He was a touring musician. And now we're mm-hmm. seeing you know, Joe Diffie, touring musician. He was probably out on the road or, or doing something when he contracted this and passed away. John Prine's in the hospital right now. I and mean, how many more? These musicians that rely on touring and gigging and stuff like that are going to get sick and pass away because of this same, because they had no choice. That's how they made the money because yeah. the record sales aren't there anymore. Album sales, streaming, all that isn't there anymore. And it's, it's a, it's a really sad state of affair that, you know, you got, you got these people that are making millions of dollars off of you. And you're out there risking your life just to try to put food on the
1: table. Yeah. Well, and that's why I've kind of like, you know, I kind of gave up on the record label chase a a while because I felt like, you know, after talking to people who were on record labels, you know, (laughs) those odds are very difficult. Yeah. yeah. Those, Those odds are very difficult. And it's like, unless you're somebody that's pretty well known. And even if you are somebody that's pretty well known, the, it's a facade. Those people aren't making anywhere near what they were making in the heyday of, of record sales you know sure sure and even worse now you know i mean that thing when i I heard mick jagger on that uh, economics program on npr years ago he was like you know even after 81 or two you know we noticed record sales started to decline you know and Mm -hmm. i'm like man 81 82 it was still that was still the thing to do is buy records now you know I mean, yeah. a group like the Stones, they could probably sell a few hundred thousand just right off the bat to the diehard fan. But you know, it costs so much money to do an album when you're the Stones. Then you got to recoup that money. I just can't see how they can continue even trying to do it the old way. Right, right. You know, and a lot of them, they, they they're like, well, let's just let's just forget the labels. We'll just do it ourselves. We'll just mm-hmm. have Walmart distribute it, and mm-hmm. that pisses me off. You know, it's like everybody should have a choice where to buy it from. I'd rather buy it from the artist than Walmart, you know? Right. Yeah. But it's just the same old thing, you know, it's like, you got to do all these big, huge numbers. And it's just like, it's a different game now. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't have to sell 200,000 copies of an album and still get dropped. You can sell 2000 copies and do well.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: And so, I mean, this is kind of like, this is causing and, will continue to cause a musical revolution in the way people view musicians, the way people consume music, Mm -hmm. the way people go to concerts or not, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I mean, you look at all these, all these um, tours that have canceled. It's like it's impacts the economies of wherever those tours are happening. I mean, the city of Austin claims they've lost $330 million at least.
0: When wow. South
1: by Southwest canceled out. Now, that's a that tremendous much? amount of money.
0: That's crazy. Well, I mean, they the count on that. <laughs> you know, well, Southwest and yeah, universities, it's like. Uh. Yeah,
1: you pretty much figure that they've probably written, written a figure in their, in their budget for the last 20 years. Hey, we know we're going to get at least this this year out of this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the impact on the hotel rooms. I mean, I know sound guys that were like. Well, there just went, you know, <laughs> uh, two solid weeks worth of working, you know, 12 hours a day. And there's, there just went that. And it's just like, what do you do?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's this thing's brought the world to a screeching halt. I mean, you think about even the venues, you know, BLK Center. <sighs> Nothing. I mean, you got this huge building that still costs some money to, to sit there because you still got to power it. You still got to have some security there. Still probably a mortgage and property taxes up there.
1: It's, it's just sitting there. and Is it pay, It's paid for, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I remember I got all bent out of shape because I didn't think it was right for the citizens of Tulsa to have to put money in to build that. I didn't think that was right because, you know, it's funded and sponsored by all these big companies. And, you know... We, I didn't think that was right,
0: but well they, they tried it several times. They, you know, did the Tulsa Project one and Tulsa Project Two where it's it was just this huge we're gonna have this indoor soccer here, we're gonna have this and this and it just it got so over bloated because they try to make everybody happy and finally when it came down to it they said we need a new convention center or we need a new uh, arena. <laughs> There was, I think, there's some shady stuff that went on to get that to happen because all of a sudden we weren't getting any concerts whatsoever, you know. And we used to get Van Halen and all these big stadium touring acts would come to the convention center. They would play there, and all of a sudden nothing. But as soon as we pass, it says, "Yes, we will build you a, uh, we will build you a brand new arena." Boom! All of a sudden we started getting concerts again at the convention center. It's like, wait a minute, but you know, it was just. My observation. Well, like
1: the convention center is quite a lot smaller, though it's yeah. six or seven thousand seats, probably.
0: Yeah, and I it think is. those
1: you know, those bands like Van Halen, Eric Clapton, the big, huge names that they don't play every pigsty in the states. They play big markets, and they get big money. I think it was just always a fact of well, there's just not a big enough arena in Tulsa to really make it financially viable for some of those people so they ended up going to you know norman and playing or going to oklahoma city and playing. then you know when we got this big big bok center i was like well that's all fine and good but i don't think the citizens of tulsa need to be paying for it because this is like consistently one of the top 10 venues mm-hmm. in the nation it they're is. making money hand over fist hey, man, why does really citizens have to well, pay for that
0: Cause look what it did to the economy of downtown and all the other businesses around it. Same thing with moving the ballpark downtown. I mean, it's all the, the businesses around it just, they, they profited from it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's it's just kind of the way business goes. I mean, the big football arenas, same thing, those cities pay for those stadiums. And when they can't get the city to pay for the stadium, they move the team. So it's just kind of the way the game's played. And uh, I mean, I, the BOK Center has been a great financial boom to to Tulsa, so I don't have a problem with it anymore. But yeah, at the time, it's like they just sounded like they were trying to do too much and hit us up for too much uh, fluff when we just really wanted a new new stadium. But yeah, it's. Uh, but you know, you were talking about the fact that the the big bands weren't weren't coming here anymore because the arena's too small, even though they came before. Even though in the 80s, we had Aerosmith when they came back on permanent vacation. We had Daily Rock, we had Van Halen, all of them coming to the convention center, had no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 10 years, all of a sudden it's too small. You're 10 years older, your record sales aren't as good, but it's too small. Well, that's when you started seeing a shift though, right? That's when the record sales were going down, so they had to... Sell more seats, sell more tickets. Charge more. One yeah, right. of so the first hundred right.
1: the first hundred dollar ticket was like what? The Eagles in Dallas in like two thousand or something?
0: Oh no, man. $125 when the Eagles got back together in the nineties. It's hundred and twenty-five bucks a ticket. Okay, yeah. I remember that. I remember it's that.
1: A... I remember thinking to myself, I would never pay a hundred dollars to see anybody.
0: No, that's like ninety, what, 97, 98 when they got back together? I may be off a little bit. I'm
1: thinking it might have been even like earlier than that. Maybe could like have been. 95 or something.
0: But, yeah, when it said 125 bucks, I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I got ticked off when I had to spend 50 bucks on a ticket. and then,
1: Well, I, I went then, to GNR at Texas Stadium, and I, I saw what $60 bought me in 1992, and I was like, I would have been better off sitting in a parking lot in Ardmore. I probably yeah, could have yeah. seen better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> True, <laughs> true. And not have some drunk drunk dumping his beer all over you, right?
1: <laughs> no doubt. I mean, the yeah. parking was $10, and I was mad then. I'm like, God, <laughs> those were the days.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're getting old when we start saying, I remember back
1: when a gallon of gas was
0: $1.25. So it's pretty close to $1.25 now, but.
1: Yeah, right. Uh,
0: <laughs> of course, a Hawaii, I, I just came back from there, and it was $3.25 a gallon. Wow. So yeah, it's just because everything you know, else expensive
1: as heck too.
0: It, well, we we did the resort thing, so of course you're, you're paying hotel and resort prices. But uh, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So you're you're kind of holed up there at home. You're not going out. You're just kind of social distancing yourself.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't mind staying home so much. I've been doing all kinds of projects, you know, working on a garden and trying to straighten this place up a little bit and trying to get these, all these little ducks in a row, you know, and experimenting with different technology. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you're always in a a state, state of change with technology, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You
1: you get to where you're scared to even try it. And then you get in there and you try it. It's like, wow, I can see how this could work. Let me Mm -hmm. go back there and see if I can learn how to do this a little bit better. And then you get, used to it and then all of a sudden the new version comes out it's like yeah. right, we well, shit, it. i already you know <laughs> I, I, now i gotta learn all this stuff all over again but that's just life and technology you know
0: sure is sure is
1: i, I mean i'm kind of like trying to figure out ways workarounds for all kinds of different things you know and so just learning how to do with what you've got that's kind of like something to be said for that too you know
0: yeah, well, that's, that's just, this whole thing is going to bring on a big technology experiment. And I think you're going to see every week somebody's trying something different. I mean, even with our church, our church went, well, two weeks ago when I played. That was the last one that we actually had the, the services open. We still had the, the sanctuary open. But we were broadcasting live, and then we just had an iPhone with uh, some microphones on it. And you we know, pulled it off. The next week, the service is even better. This week, geez you would think they were professional doing the whole Joel Oldstein thing. They just knocked it out of the park and graphics and all this stuff. And they're just learning how to do this. I said, yeah. I'm sat on Facebook with a member Terry, right. From, uh, yeah. The, my neighbor. Yeah. He was, uh, he's doing the tech for his church and I was kind of sitting on Facebook and he's doing the live and we were trying to troubleshoot stuff like that all through the computer. And it's just, yeah, it's a whole so different way of things are being done these days. And, uh, but yeah, it's the ones that are going to be out there, they're providing the content. And I really think that what this is going to do is this is going to separate the, uh, the boys from the men for the lack of a better term, you know, the, the amateurs from the, yeah. like the professionals because there's going to be so much content out there because there's a need for it. People are hungry for it. They can only watch Netflix so much. Uh, mm-hmm. So new, fresh content, but it's going to be the ones that are going to be consistent. It's going to be the ones that they know that, hey, it's seven o'clock on Tuesday night so-and-so is going to be playing and then this, this is going to be going on at this time. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm kind of glad. I mean, this is kind of kicking us in the butt to try out some of this uh, technology and try to do it. Cause you know, before you'd come over, we sit down shoot four or five episodes and then i try to get around to editing. And I really think that, uh, you know, this is going to make us force us to be more accurate. or, or I'm sorry. Force us to be more uh, on time and punctual.
1: <laughs> you yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's necessities, the mother of invention, you know, Exactly. Exactly. I kind of called that a couple of weeks ago and I I was just sitting here. I was like, well, I got an idea of what we should be doing or what I should be doing, but I'm going to sit back here and watch for a week or so and just see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, it's like, it's about what I expected. There's a (laughs) ton of people doing a ton of stuff, you know, and you're wondering how long this is going to go on. You know, so, We'll,
0: see. well, you know, it's – this kind of thing is not for the faint of heart either. It's like people – it'll be fun and exciting, but it does get rigorous after a while. You and I both know that. And uh, there's going to come a time when they're just going to say, why am I going to spend two hours sitting here playing for, for six, seven people for just a couple of tips? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you're going to have this big boom, but you're also going – you're going to see some attrition, especially – Especially now that it looks
1: like, uh, you know, we're
0: going into May before things might start looking better. So, I mean.
1: Well, my thinking is there. like, hey, you know, so let's say your average uh, concert goer, you know, they go to maybe one or two concerts a month on average. How much do they spend on that? Well, if they're still working, well, all of a sudden now they've got, you know, 1500 extra dollars over the next three months that they could spend in increments of a lot less than
0: that's what true. it costs to see, you know,
1: Beyonce or whatever it is. And, but that's know, also
0: assuming they're not part of the 3 million that filed for unemployment this week either. So
1: that's true. You, know, that's you got true. to have to contend
0: with people aren't driving, but gas is cheap. Uh, it's like people are scared too. when things like this happen, nobody buys anything. They're just, they're just getting their, their 20 pack of Charmin and, uh, you know hunkering down and yeah so. i mean I always, just, I, always kick,
1: I always kick myself at times like this and like you know this is the time to like when when everything's low price this is the time to buy right you know i mean this is the time to buy but i never have the extra money to do anything and so it's like yeah. you know the the rich get richer and the poor stay poor you know it just seems like the way it goes
0: yeah, you yeah, yeah. see, that's the thing too. The, the stimulus check—the whole hope is that people are going to get that money and they're going to spend it, so it kind of goes through the businesses. They're—they're they're not. They're going to either save it, or they're going to use it to pay pay off debt in case they do lose their job. And we've seen yeah. this happen before in two thousand eight, and you know, people buying new houses got eight thousand dollar check, and uh, you know, they, they, they use it for their closing costs. They didn't. Pump it into the economy, so
1: yeah well I mean in, in reality, I mean you know how 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 far is twelve hundred dollars going to take the average American is not it going to cover two months worth of their bills I don't think it would in no, most cases
0: uh, nope.
1: I mean most people's mortgage, if they have a mortgage is it's not it's not hundred and ninety dollars anymore you
0: know <laughs> no it's not you're rent a you're not renting a four hundred dollar apartment
1: so no you know, way it's,
0: it's just yeah it's uh i think the plan was that they did get it out there and people go out to restaurants but the problem is is now the restaurants are closed and you know you see a lot of this out there a lot of people and you know i really applaud them for it. it's like hey you know help out the local restaurants help out your local businesses even if you're not going to get a gift card from them great uh hopefully they'll still be in business when you're ready to use that gift card.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I, I hate to be, I, I really hate to be down about it. Cause I know a lot of people are working really hard to try to make their way through
1: us. And, uh, but what's know. really, but the successors are going to be the ones that already have the good crew in place mm-hmm. that are good at managing that crew. Uh, you know, like I, I saw this place that I play up in, in uh, Nebraska, you know, I think he seats like 80 some people. Proper seating for dinner. Mm-hmm. They, they said they ran like 315 to go orders the other night. I'm like, that's great. This guy knows how to run a business. That's this great. guy will survive. Mm-hmm. Now you know the the person, the manager who gets on there and spends two hours a day cyber begging on Facebook. They're not going to make it.
0: No, no. The person I really feel sad for is guys like uh, uh, what was that? John Tapper that goes to that bar rescue. Oh, he's yeah. not gonna have any. He's not gonna have any failing bars of rescue after this is over. It's gonna it all be hot. <laughs> I it's love like, watching those, those shorts I, are Hilarious. God oh, that's crazy. Even what was Hell's Kitchen was that like that too, right? Or Kitchen Nightmares? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, God, taffer
1: went. taffer went to a couple places. I played. I loved it.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm like,
1: yeah, go, man. Serves go. you
0: right. <laughs> that is awesome.
1: Was, All right, was, man.
0: So, what is on tap for you this week? So, we're, we're kicking off the week with our, uh, our podcast. What day are you thinking about going live?
1: Uh, I'm thinking, you know, I might try something, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm not quite too sure. This week, I'm trying to focus on getting these four EPs ready to go.
0: All right. And All right. You're just going to so go digital that, release on those?
1: Yeah, digital release for right now, and we'll see what happens. Because, like I well, said, I'm just trying to – just do something that mm-hmm. forward motion you know yep yep um uh and then so i got the eps and then uh, i'm trying to record you know just some uh, me and my guitar type stuff live on the yeah, floor
0: yeah. You know,
1: here's here's 20 new songs here it is and so it'll serve a couple of purposes in the fact of it's new material mm-hmm. plus it's going to be like these are kind of gonna be versions of songs that hey i can play this by myself yeah i can send this ahead to a banjo player and we can play it together i can send this ahead to a band and we can play it together you know so it's gonna Mm -hmm. be like a little bit not quite as much on the instrumental type music okay more like the songwriter type stuff
0: sure sure
1: just out of necessity and so i've been trying to like you know figure out some of these gear issues, what do I need to be work? What do I need? What needs work? What needs strings? What needs, <laughs> you know, it's just like you just go like crazy and things kind of go by the wayside, you know? And it's like, well, Hey, I got this piece of gear here. It, it, it could really help me if it was working. What do I need to, nice. do to get it working? Nice. nice. So, you know, just, uh, stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah. And I'm so gonna You're, do the you're home this, this whole week.
0: I am home uh, pretty much. Well, the kids are, of course, school's been canceled. So they are going to start up a uh, kind of an online distance learning thing starting on Monday. So it'll be a lot of the kids on the computers and doing homeschooling kind of stuff. So I probably will be working from home until this is over, at least until summertime. So a minimum of the next six and a half weeks until the school is over, then, you know, if daycare opens up or something like that, but
1: is, so, is yeah. everybody company wor- working from home or yep. do you, you...
0: <laughs> they shut, they shut the offices down two days before I went out of town. Wow. So that's, that's, that was kind of nerve wracking. It's like, okay, should I be taking this trip or not? And that's when, uh, that's when the family and I decided that we're going to, we're going to self quarantine after we get back. Anyway, regardless, we're going to do it before, before anybody else is even talking about it. It's like, we're going to, stay home for two weeks and we're not good just in case we pick something up on the airplane or pick something up from the hotel or something like that. Just cause I don't want to be the one responsible for making anybody sick. You know? No way. it's one thing if I, I decide to take this trip and if I get ill, okay, it's on me, my bad. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to be bringing it. So, you know, well, we're, so we're, if, we're, if
1: you would have canceled, would you have gotten any of your money back from the trip or no,
0: no, no. Cause it was, uh, that trip was kind of piecemeal together my my wife had a uh, had a uh, one of those credits you know we oversold the plane a thousand dollar travel voucher well that was expiring this month had to okay. do that had to use my miles i could have got my miles back but it cost me 200 bucks
1: and to, oh yeah see you
0: know it's to, you spend 200 bucks to save 400 bucks an airline ticket it's i mean it makes sense but then it's like you know and we we prepaid cash on a lot of the a lot of the resort stuff too so yeah that... what, a, what it would have come down to so well we'll let you reschedule it but then you're trying to coordinate this rescheduling of all these different sources it's like you know you know at the time like i said when we left that that day that we we left to go on a trip you know, church service was still open i went and i played at church i led worship service and uh packed up my guitar went home got my suitcase and we were on our way to dallas so things were They weren't peach king, but they were not as bad. And it just, the world fell apart when we were there poolside.
1: And, uh,
0: yeah. And then, you know, you hear somebody coughing and you're like, Oh, I get
1: kind of creeped out as it is on airplanes anyway. I tell you,
0: we, we, (laughs) when we got on the plane, you know, my wife had got all these, you know, the industrial sanitizing wipes and things like that. Not your typical Kleenex time. These are the kinds of use in hospitals. See yeah. Amazon, the heck out of that stuff. So we got on the plane and we're wiping everything down and stinking up the whole cabin. And people are looking at us funny on the way out there on the way back. Everybody was doing it. Half the flight staff was wearing masks and stuff like that. That's how much things changed. Just in that, that eight days and we were gone it's <sighs> like, Yeah. You know, we got to the hotel room first 45 minutes was just wiping everything
1: down the wall, oh, phone, you know, Everything. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, that's scary, man.
0: Crazy. So but you know, we're we're feeling good. Nobody's nobody's feeling sick. We are at the tomorrow'll be eight days since we came back. Tomorrow will be the eighth day. So figure we got a couple more days of uh of just kind of you know, wait and see. But I I don't think there were any problem. just playing it safe, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, like sorry. And I said, it's I said earlier, too, it's like, I don't even know if we're going to want to go out after this is, you know, once we get the all clear next week and it's like, why risk it? Right. <laughs> we're kind of settling into this thing. Uh, we're talking about maybe going camping or something just for a change of scenery. You go someplace where there's nobody that around, but, even the state parks and stuff, are closed. So
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Man. I know, man. It's something else. I've never seen anything like this.
0: No, none of us have. I mean, 9-11, sure, in certain parts of the country. Uh, you know, Katrina, certainly down there in, in the Gulf Coast area. But something on this level and worldwide, wow, it's just it's, it's mind-boggling. It just really is. And the fact that there's still people out there denying it too. is like, Oh, you're killing each smalls. <laughs>
1: yeah. That they, they had a couple of clubs on Saturday night. that got, uh, a, uh, a given a, a citation for ref, refusing to obey a civil order. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> well,
1: what do you expect?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And the bartender or the owner is just like, well, you know, these people showed up and they told me it was somebody's birthday. So I bought them all around a shot. It's like, right try again right oh, exactly and i got a bridge to sew you
1: <laughs> yeah
0: right <laughs> oh it's crazy so but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see i, I wish the best for all the, the gig and musicians out there that are trying to make a go of it uh, i myself am gonna you know, continue recording and uh, you know i got real close to having my ep done and i think what i'm gonna do is when i get it uh get ready to throw it out there. I'm going to probably do a Facebook live, uh, CD release party of it. Yeah. Do it. And I'll put I'll put up the Venmo and all that kind of stuff and probably just, you know, raise the money and, and give it to red dirt relief or something like that. So you
1: know. yeah, man, that sounds good. Cool. So, yeah. and hey, yeah,
0: you know, something else we should do. There's a lot of these, uh, I've seen a couple of places like Juilliard and all that, where they're doing this uh, remote collaborations on songs and stuff. I'm oh, going to yeah. put together one where, uh, uh yeah, you know, I'll put together the track and then let you guys all con- you know you and a bunch of other guitar players contribute to your tracks and piece it all together and have some fun with that too. So. Oh, that'd be yeah, so cool. Something. Yeah. So How's something. your heart uh, feeling? I'm scared. I've got a got the robotic thing going here, but uh, dang, got myself I I don't know if you guys can see it, but I got a nice scar here. But oh, okay. <laughs>
1: god. <laughs> I guess it's not remote control then, huh? No, not
0: remote control. <laughs> and it, can't, it doesn't see black, uh, black uh, headphone cords very well either. Yeah. Do, wait, can, you, can you take it off to
1: swim and everything? Did you take it yeah, off to
0: swim? Yeah, I was. I was kind of hesitant at first, but uh, the doctor had, uh, had given me these, these uh, bandages clear plastic waterproof bandages and i just you know covered up with gauze put this bandage on and i tell you what water was not getting in there at all in fact i actually had to remember to take them off just so my skin could breathe because they just stuck on that well so yeah the first couple days like it it rained so i didn't do any swimming but we went off to uh to the ulani resort i i was able to get out there and swim and stuff i just i had to be real careful because i take the brace off. And the whole purpose of the braces so that my iron doesn't go any more than ninety or sorry, uh thirty degrees because basically it tore apart right here. It ripped right out of there. So Oh Yeah, they drill and they put the tendon in there and it cinches. It looked painful
1: that diagram.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like no wonder they gave me all those drugs. (laughs) But They're like, oh, we're going to be giving you some opiates. It's like, no, I don't need them. No, we're going to be giving you some opiates. It's like, all right. And they said, you have to take them. He <laughs> says, you need to take these tonight. I'm like, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> he says, and you can't sell them. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I was really, you know, they got me out of this. A couple days before we were going to leave, I was able to do that service. They got me out of the, the splint couple days Mm -hmm. before I was gonna leave, I was able to do that Sunday service, so it's really nice being able to play guitar again and I could take the brace off while I'm just kinda hanging out at the house. I just gotta remember not to uh, not to pick up anything heavy and stuff. And uh, I don't think my wife likes it too much because I get a little animated in my dream sometimes and I think I clocked her in the head with this big old metal thing once or twice. (laughs) 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 Sorry dear. But anyway. (laughs) But yeah, so that's that. It's like, it's been a heck of a 2020 already. Wow.
1: Busted it's so different VR. than what, you know, I watched that one episode where we did, you know, when was that in December or whatever? Yes, like, yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> this is not yep. the roadmap we're on right
0: now. No, so much has changed and it happened so quickly. I mean, we're in such a scramble to get those, those podcasts where we're Tulsa com done. And, uh, you know, it's like we kind of set this one on, on, the, on the back burner. It's like I was mixing and editing that down. It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. we had all these, all these hopes and dreams for 2020. We're talking about concerts that were going to happen and, uh, and uh, things we're going to do. It's like, ugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see, he, you know, because the Crows, I have a feeling the Crows Tour might be canceled. Maybe. I don't know that for a fact, but you know, Rock, Oklahoma might be canceled. I
0: mean, well, Tommy Lee uh, just put out a meme says, "Y'all keep your asses at home because I got stuff to do in June." <laughs> it's like, well, all right. I guess he's still planning on trying to tour.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see.
0: All right, well, man, good talk, good chat. Glad to be back on the mic with you. Uh, yeah,
1: man, this is cool.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, give this here this here uh, internet thing you do hickey uh, a shot and uh, see what kind of <laughs> technology you know. We'll give you know, see what happens. Order some, All right, some awesome, man. mics and things, and and uh, I guess until next time, man. We'll try to do this next Monday. But uh, I am your co-host Mark Allen B, and you're Scott. And I'm and Matt Mason. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm still here. There we go. Oh, man. And until next time, peace.